Welcome to Backstory, the show that explores the history behind today's headlines. I'm Ed Ayers. I'm Nathan Connolly. And I'm Joanne Freeman. If you're new to the podcast, Joanne, Nathan, our friend Brian Ballow, and I are all historians. And every week we take a topic of the news and explore it across American history. And today, Joanne, Nathan, and I would like to talk about something that shows up in the news every so often, but even when it does, it's rarely a headline. You probably just hear it in passing. Louisiana's first non-white governor since Reconstruction. First black senator to be elected in the South since Reconstruction. Cotton prices have skyrocketed to the highest price since Reconstruction. Reconstruction, 1920s, uh, before in the 1870s. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that today's show is about Reconstruction. Very bold, Nathan, yes. (laughs) I like to take chances. (laughs) Yes, and your boldness is going to be repaid today, Nathan, because our show today marks the 150th anniversary this month of the Military Reconstruction Acts, what people call radical reconstruction. Okay, but Ed, if we were just basing our assumptions about reconstruction based on those voices we just heard, We would think it had something to do with African-Americans getting elected to office in the South until it didn't happen in the South. And it has something or other to do with cotton prices being really high. Yeah, you really nailed it there. (laughs) (laughs) Very specific. (laughs) Well, you know, the the fact is it's, A, hard to make sense of, and B, a lot of people feel like they skip it over winter break or between Mm -hmm. volume one and volume two of their textbook. Because the fact is, Reconstruction is this pivotal moment that's kind of blurry in our historical imagination. But here are the two things that it did. It reunified the United States after the rupture of the American Civil War, and it tried to remake the South after the destruction of slavery. Two enormously important and enormously hard things to do. So there's a lot at stake in this moment of history. And to kind of get us started about what was at stake, I want you to listen to this letter written by a group of free black men in Nashville, Tennessee. And they wrote this in January 1865, a few months before the end of the Civil War. We, the undersigned petitioners, American citizens of African descent, do most respectfully ask a patient hearing of your honorable body in regard to a matter deeply affecting the future condition of our unfortunate and long-suffering race. Ed, who, who's this letter for? It's a petition, but I'm not entirely sure who they're petitioning. Yeah, good question, Nathan. They're writing to the delegates of a state convention in Nashville who are uh-huh. gathering to decide how Tennessee will rejoin the Union. How do you put the country back together after it's been taken apart? They're really trying to figure out what's it going to mean to be a part of the United States as an equal citizen. So they want to know if when Tennessee rejoins the Union, will African-Americans be able to vote or own property or testify in court? Will they be granted all the rights and privileges and protections of citizenship that they've seen their white neighbors enjoying for decades? Because up to this point, these men had seen very little of what America had to offer that was good. They're not certain at all what the future is going to look like. If this order of things continue, our people are destined to a malignant persecution at the hands of rebels and their former rebellious masters, whose hatred they may have incurred without precedent even in the South. A rebel may murder his former slave and defy justice. Is this the fruit of freedom and the reward of our services in the field? Is it for this that we have guided Union officers and soldiers when escaping from the cruel and deadly prisons of the South at the risk of our own lives? For we knew that to us, protection would be death. If this should be so, then will our last state be worse than our first? 
and we can look for no relief on this side of the grave. What's scary about this is that they're foreseeing the next mm-hmm. century. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. they recognize where all of the bastions of power of the mm-hmm. former Confederates are going to lie. And they're telling white Republicans even before the war is over, gentlemen, this is what you're going to have to fix. Hmm. Right. And the, right. the just the existence of this is such a great reminder that I, I think uh, – it's natural to assume that when a war ends, somehow lines have been drawn and things are clear. And this is a, this petition is a great reminder that, that wars end and actually things are extremely unsettled. And, and things mm-hmm. like insider and outsider and right and wrong and winners and losers have to be hashed out. And, and we're, this is a document of hashing out. Exactly, Joanne. And that hashing out is what Reconstruction is all about. These African-American men are asking whether the federal government will protect them and ensure their rights. Because in January of 1865, it's not clear what the federal government will do. 